0: The team at Humble Bragg would like you to know that we are thinking about all of you. We hope that you are safe, healthy, and taking care of yourself through this unprecedented time. This show is part one of a three-part series focusing on individuals and their communities helping each other during this difficult situation. March 24, 2020, Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan issued a statewide shelter in place a lockdown in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. A growing number of U.S. states from coast to coast are echoing the same mandate, stay home. Decreasing the number of infections will shorten the life of this novel virus, a medical nightmare unlike anything the world has seen in a 100 years. And as a country, as a world, we need to take care of each other, help each other. Life as we knew it will return as this too shall pass, if we do our part. Michigan is a special place. It was admitted into the Union in 1837 as the 26th state. Map it. It's the shape of a mitten. With just under 10 million residents, Michigan touches four of the five Great Lakes It's the only state that consists of two peninsulas, and Michigan's shoreline is home to the largest freshwater sand dunes in the world. Henry Ford, from his plant in Dearborn, Michigan, developed the assembly line and built the Model T, the first affordable automobile for middle-income America. Michigan Farming ranks number one in the nation for tart cherry, black bean, and asparagus production. Nestled into the Midwest, Michigan is an important hub for trade, manufacturing, agriculture, and the music industry. In 1959, Motown Records was founded in Detroit. But even before that, Detroit had long been branded as a music city, stemming in part from the Great Migration, a destination for musicians to blend their diverse and renowned musical talents. Classical, blues, jazz, gospel, soul, punk, pop, and R&B, just to name a few. Musicians past to present have long supported themselves by touring, playing live for their fans. But now precautions about the virus are shutting down public spaces. Restaurants and clubs, concert halls, places of worship, and coffee houses are empty. Giant time-honored festivals are being canceled. Tour buses are parked and artists are trying to figure out how they'll get by in an era of social distancing. But there's a special bond among Michiganners, particularly in the music community. And there's one woman in this unique fraternity who's playing a significant role in supporting out-of-work artists. Her work manifests as a love for her fellow musicians in good times, and in bad. It's called Music in the Mitten, and our story starts here. I'm Brooke Bechtold, and this is The Humble Brag. L. <laughs> Lively is the founder and owner of Crooked Tree Creative a Michigan-based music management, artist development, booking, photography, and brand positioning company. She's a frequent contributor to Michigan music blogs, has been a judge at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame High School Rock Off. She tour-managed for The Accidentals, one of Michigan's most recognized indie folk rock bands. We were lucky enough to feature them on our first episode, too, Welcome to Eden. And if that weren't enough, she's also the founder and executive director of the Michigan Music Alliance, a nonprofit that focuses on music education and philanthropy. Oh, and I should mention, she's just 24 years old. Elle has been called a visionary, a dynamic gem who is never on pause, and one of the hardest-working women in the Michigan music industry. She embodies the phrase, It's all happening because she purposely makes things happen. She's worn a lot of hats, and she's resourceful as hell. She's unafraid to ask enough questions because she knows that her true talent lies in being a facilitator for others in her industry. Her truth is that music is a powerful means of connecting people. It bridges linguistic and cultural divides and is a vehicle for identity and expression like no other. And she's witnessed firsthand that the music ecosystem generates rich social, cultural, learning, and economic benefits. Starting our conversation, I was interested in how she got started managing musicians.
1: I, I think there are a couple of ways to go about that question because the the first answer most obviously is because I've done it or I've had someone teach me to do it or I've learned how to do it myself out of necessity. And I was a musician from the time I was five years old. i play multiple instruments. So I had that background, but I didn't know about touring. I didn't know about the industry. I didn't know you could play anything that wasn't classical music. I got to go on these tours with three or four band bills nationwide, and it was in the post-hardcore scene, which runs very differently than the rest of the music industry. So I got to really get in there and get my feet wet. I did a ton of reading. I did a ton of research. I asked a lot of annoying questions. And then you end up, you know, tour managing, you end up stage managing, you end up, you know, doing merch. You do a lot of stuff and then it turns into more behind the scenes stuff. So a lot of when it's I went trial tour, by fire, it sounds like Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If there's something to learn, I just genuinely enjoy learning it. I don't know everything, but I usually know how to, who to ask, <laughs> and um, so many people have been so kind in teaching me, you know, different, different things. It's, it's crazy when you just ask. Um,
0: people are, are very willing to teach. We have a saying in our house, and the saying is, if you don't ask, the answer is inevitably no. Exactly, exactly. A vibrant music economy drives value for municipalities in several important ways. It propels job creation, economic gain, tourism, and artistic growth, and it strengthens a city's brand. A strong music community also attracts highly skilled young workers in all sectors for whom quality of life is a priority. This in turn attracts business development. L gets that macro picture. Her full-time job is a business manager for 20 musicians, including her husband, drummer, Scott Pellegrum. And she's a mom. She started her own company about a year ago after having had all that experience on the road. And it made sense. She's good at it. Really good. Then along came the coronavirus pandemic. When Governor Whitmer announced the shelter-in-place order... Just over a week ago from this broadcast, any business outside of grocery stores, pharmacies, or hardware stores were instructed to close immediately. Any place that draws a crowd is off-limits. John Sinkovics, who runs the popular website Localspins.com, said, This crisis is unprecedented for everyone. Lots of musicians are facing a double whammy. Not only have they had scores of paid gigs canceled with no hope of recovering that lost income, but many of them have part-time jobs in breweries, bars, and restaurants that have been shuttered due to COVID-19. This was and still is a huge blow to the entertainment industry. An entire infrastructure of aspiring musicians, session players, sound engineers, booking agents, record shop owners, DJs, labels, tour managers, event staff, and more, whose livelihoods depend on live music, have been affected. The tight-knit arts community in Michigan is feeling it hard. Elle knew her friends, co-workers, and clients were going to be in trouble, big trouble, and she was compelled to act. With no established endowment that they could tap into, they needed a starting place. So Elle mobilized her nonprofit Michigan Music Alliance by first establishing an artist relief fund. Then she reached out to every resource she had and in less than 48 hours scheduled an online, live streamed music festival that would feature over 40 Michigan musicians in the course of four days. You are creating an artist relief fund. What is the fund and how did it get started? The
1: fund is geared toward full-time freelance Michigan musicians who fit specific qualifications and had a gig canceled due to COVID-19. And there are so many of them. It's been absolutely heartbreaking to see the number who've applied so far. And it's only been open, like what, four or five days now? Um, This is real something's happening. We have to do something. And I saw the artist relief fund that the city of Boston had done through their endowment for the arts. And I was like, all right, well, we don't have an endowment for the arts, unfortunately, but let's let's figure something out. And I think it made sense for the Michigan Music Alliance to do it because we are, are really involved with the community here. I think people know we have the best intentions and that we have their backs. So I feel like we were in a good position to be able to put out the call to uh, request some funding for that and and distribute it to those in need.
0: What is your fundraising goal?
1: My goal for that fund is $100,000. And it sounds like a lot, but when you look at the amount of money and the amount of musicians totally out of work for who knows how long right now who are not eligible for unemployment. It's a very small number. Um, so we're hoping to make a dent in that and help and buy some time with it. But it, it's it's going to be an ongoing problem. So I'm I'm hoping this helps alleviate until there's a permanent
0: solution. Um, there are literally hundreds of artists in Michigan whose livelihoods have been affected by closed venues, meeting canceled performances. Obviously, you'd like to help them all. How are you going to manage all of that? Um, obviously, the need is
1: is really great. So artists who are full-time, main source of income is gigging, freelance musicians. Like, let's just think about this for a minute. And let's, let's say we count sound engineers, theoretically. So, um, you've got every person in a band, every solo artist, every artist who plays at their church, and maybe that's their full time gig. Every artist who plays with a symphony orchestra, or accompanies high school musicals. um,
0: This math is getting bigger and bigger. Thousands.
1: I mean, there are literally
0: thousands. To support this fund, you're hosting an online live streaming event called Spread the Music Festival. Can you tell us the genesis of that event and the format?
1: I'm really excited about Spread the Music Festival because I personally, until the COVID-19 crisis, had not seen a virtual music festival before. And I thought it was a really cool idea because First of all, it'll draw awareness to our fund. And second, there are so many musicians right now who need a distraction um, from the reality of what's happening. And they're willing to play. They just want to share their music. And by putting it in a structured format where people can easily find set times and it's all on one page, I think we'll get a little bit more traction because it's
0: easier to digest. How many artists were you hoping to participate and how many have actually signed on? So I
1: originally was like, let's do it on Saturday and just have like three or four shows um, all back to back and like, you know. And then uh, Saturday filled up. So I opened up Friday and Friday filled up and then Sunday filled up. And then on Thursday, I was like, "We just have to stop. <laughs> We've just, I can't do anymore." Um, so right now, we have like
0: forty-three, I think, forty-three artists. And you were hoping for how many? Like four. <laughs> so if that tells you, though, that is such a
1: huge testament to the music community in Michigan, because like I literally, I put out a call, and I was like, "Hey." And then all of a sudden, um, everyone was there and everyone was willing. And then local spins did a a piece about it. And John Sigvitz has been like the champion for all of us during this time. And he, he put in there that like, if you want to play, we still have a couple of slots open. And so even more people that I've never even heard of their band before, and now I'm checking them out, um, you know, asked if they could be part of it and it's all volunteer And just because they're playing doesn't mean they've necessarily applied for funding. They're just doing it out of the goodness of their heart because they want to play music for people.
0: Elle didn't have to go far to find manpower to pull this off. We've listed the entire Spread the Music event performer lineup along with links to their music in our social media, and we highly recommend that you check out the incredible list. One of the musicians who performed is Northern Michigan native Jake Allen. Jake has made his place in the music industry as an inventive and prolific fingerstyle guitarist. He was raised with and around musicians and spent a lot of his childhood in his dad's recording studio, experimenting with synthesized music and recording boards. It was here that he fell in love with the many creative ways you can manipulate the sound of an acoustic guitar. Since 2009, Jake has been recording and performing the world over. He was in the process of completing his fifth album when the pandemic became a world health crisis and his only way of earning a living was put on frightening pause. At the time of our interview, he was doing what many artists have resorted to, live-streaming concerts from their living rooms to a virtual audience as a way to stay connected to their friends and fans, and along the way, hoping to raise some much-needed cash to stay afloat. You and 40-plus other Michigan-based artists are volunteering your time to perform as part of the Spread the Music Festival to raise funds for the Artist Relief Fund. How did you hear about it, and what is your motivation to participate?
2: Um, well, I first heard about the Artist Relief Fund through Elle Pelgram, who is uh, a good friend of mine, and uh, we've worked together on uh, a few different occasions. And she let me know about this idea for the fundraiser, first off, and I thought the fundraiser was a great idea. Um, I love the communal aspect of it. I love that. <clears throat> you know it's through a nonprofit and i think people are going to resonate with that and they're going to they're going to want to a support the artist that they came to see and then b support a really great more universal cause that they now have this opportunity to be a part of
0: how has your audience been supportive to you
2: people who like your music and and who like to come out and see you live they're getting a different look into your actual life so you know i'm sitting here in my studio and uh, it's, it's a totally different vibe than, than it would be if I were on stage. So they're asking questions in the, in the comment feed and they're requesting songs. And, and there's a, a very um, strong banter back and forth between me and the crowd, much more than, than there would be at a live show where it's a little bit more formal. So to have that kind of informal, really natural, organic dynamic between artists and audience I think it just kind of it, it just builds a, a relationship that makes people want to help and it's been really um, you know really the the silver bullet to making this this fundraiser work
0: bringing this cooperative group together and supporting musicians is what this is all about. but we also wanted to know what Jake's initial reaction was to the fallout.
2: So I think the initial response for all artists and musicians is one of shock because our main source of income nowadays in this type of musical landscape it comes from playing live at venues and and these tours that we book for ourselves and it's um it's mainly based around connecting with people face to face so to have all of that kind of swept out from under our feet is initially really shocking really jarring and um pretty scary but i think that um You know, there's a lot of ways that we can grow here because of this, and there's a lot of uh, silver lining that we're going to find in different ways of connecting with our audience um, through the use of technology.
0: Can you talk to me big picture? So music industry, big picture, COVID-19. How has the industry changed now, and how do you see that affecting going forward, the future? it's going to change definitely more than just the music industry
1: i know personally my own perspectives have shifted dramatically in a very short amount of time but in the music industry where everything's so fast paced anyway i think it's changed even faster and people have been reacting in about the same way um everyone is turning to virtual concerts whether that's um free live streaming or ticketed live streaming. People are figuring that out. People who've never really messed with it before are now having to buckle down and figure out, okay, how do I get my audio quality, you know, and kind of figure out this whole new thing to them. We're having an organic shift back to the old school ways at this point, because if you want to support an artist and you want to help them, pay their bills, and do these necessary things, the best thing you can do is to go online and order their CD directly for, from them. So I think it's kind of really almost putting us in a little bit of a weird time loop um, where we're doing this, you know, crazy technical live streaming and multiple screens and whatnot. But then, you know, if you want to support, go buy the CD, which is something we haven't done a years. Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting. I think long-term, the impacts will be, um, it'll have to start with really the artists, um, kind of deciding how they want to be as an artist.
0: The Spread the Music event took place March 26th through 29th with performers who played from all over Michigan, plus Nashville, Tennessee, Asheville, North Carolina, and South Bend, Indiana. The event kicked off with initial donations of just over $4,000, and by the end of the last set, the GoFundMe total reached an impressive $15,600. The accidentals took requests for $20 apiece and raised $2,000 during their set alone. The technical stats from streaming the show were really pretty incredible and revealed that people from all over the world had tuned in, including the UK, Africa, Australia, and Germany, just to name a few. One of the shows had as many as 11,200 live viewers throughout their performance. Elle says that all the videos have been archived and will remain on their website so folks can enjoy indefinitely. And it plays on. The Alliance is hosting a daily concert series they're calling Songs of Support. One to two artists a night will be featured as they continue to promote the fund. Elle says this will abide uninterrupted until social distancing is over. We have a link to the GoFundMe campaign on our website. With sustainability at the forefront, Elle says she has already started making plans for this event, Spread the Music, to be the Michigan Music Alliance's annual flagship fundraiser. The art of music is so vast and so global. Every method plays a different beat, has a unique vibe. It tells a story. Our brains are wired to retain memories of music separate from either our short or long-term memories. Music is used in therapy in many situations, and classrooms where music is played in the background have shown a higher retention of the material being studied and learning applied. From the Beatles to Wycliffe Jean, from Yo Yo Ma to Justin Roberts, music from around the globe has helped evolve and support humanity. There is also an economic footprint that the music industry as a whole has on the country including backbone or support businesses that we tend to forget like music writers and publishers, internet and radio listening platforms, instrument manufacturing, and music teachers. According to Stephen Cywek of Economists Incorporated in Washington, D.C., the music industry contributed $143 billion annually in value to the U.S. economy in 2016 and supports 1.9 million jobs across the music entertainment industry. That's a lot of people. Making this COVID-19 situation even more dire is that as mostly self-employed independent contractors, musicians are left without guaranteed income. Most of them pay for their own health insurance, if they even carry it, no gigs means no money, and adding insult to injury is not being able to express themselves artistically. The internet is becoming the place to help with the latter, certainly, and perhaps the former as well. Are there other ways to support? Can you talk about all the different ways to support an artist?
1: Yeah, um, so right now, there are some really specific ways. Um, since you can't attend a live show, which is usually the artist's main stream of income, you can do some other things to help supplement that. The first thing you can do is go onto their website and see if they have any merchandise. If they have t-shirts, CDs, vinyls, um, order some of that. You know, get it sent to you and support that way. That's really direct and a good way to do it. Um, you can also buy their album on Bandcamp right now. Bandcamp is donating hundred percent of the proceeds to the artist. Normally they take a fee, but they're not doing that right now, which is really cool of them. Um, you can also, if you, if you can't support monetarily like that, um, go ahead and stream their music. I mean, just put it on and it does help, um, you know, become a, a listener to some of these artists and, and help, um stream their their music and then also just check in with them too like we're all in a tough spot right now and a lot of people are feeling really isolated and creative people like musicians are used to a lot of stimulation and um checking in with them and just being like hey are you okay how's it going um can mean more than you know i mean i've reached out to a few few people so far and um I think everyone's a little lonely right now. So checking in and saying hi and just letting them know that you're there for them and you support them is, is a, a big help.
2: And I think one really big thing right now is to, um, to be a beacon of positivity for people in this, in this certain mm. scenario, because, you know, they're, they're scrolling their new their newsfeed all day and they're seeing a whole bunch of, you know, usually a lot of negative things and a lot of, Scary news, and and it's up to musicians and artists to be on there and be a, a little diamond in the rough in their newsfeed, and and offer them a, uh, uh, a release from that, and a little vacation away from the stress so uh, i think it's really important for artists to realize that that's kind of their position right now you know we really need to be a, a pillar of strength for people and use our talents to inspire people to be happy and to remain even keeled in this situation
0: going to end our show here, but we had some extra tape and thought we'd add a little inside humor at the end. Keep in mind that our interviews with Elle and Jake were separate. Elle credits a lot of her firsthand knowledge to working with The Accidental's main tour manager, Amber Beist. She said that Amber's motto of ask for what you need really resonated with her and she embeds it in much of her work. Especially when it comes to touring, Elle likes to pay useful need tips and tricks forward. There's only been one person that didn't pick up on a fairly basic skill.
1: I remember the first time I learned how to wrap a cable, and I've used that what like two hundred thousand times now in my life. But if I'd never asked that asked that first time, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> I'd be useless uh, standing there at loadout. so, you know little things like that even though that's not my role you know i i don't have to know how to wrap a cable but now i do and i understand what's happening so i just like to be well-rounded
0: <laughs> tell me about the person who you taught how to wrap a cable to the first person who you taught to wrap a, what was what was their response to you sharing that kind of information i mean it's it's a, it's an important piece of information it may seem basic but it's really Specifically,
1: important Specifically the cable wrapping? Yeah. (laughs) There's so many people who wrap cables wrong. Um, Jake Allen is one of them. I will say that. Uh, (laughs) He wraps cables incorrectly in his own little weird way.
0: So Elle kind of sort of threw you under the bus in my conversation with her. And let it be known that you cannot wrap a cable. (laughs) What do you have (laughs) to say about that?
2: (laughs) Oh, well... I have been in plenty of situations with, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, how do, what do I want to call them? The cable wrapping, um, cable wrapping commanders. I don't know what you would call them. So people who are so dead set on the right way to wrap a cable and I don't know how to do it that way. (laughs) And I've been trying to figure it out for you know a few years and i was even i was actually an audio engineer and a mix engineer at a a venue out in arizona and uh i would catch a lot of flack for it out there as well so it's no surprise that l is throwing me under the bus about not being able to do it still to this day
0: Humble Bragg is created and produced in cooperation with Hum Productions. Our web address is Humble, H-U-M-M-B-L-E, Bragg, B-R-A-G-G dot com. Financial support for the show is generously provided by JLB Images and listeners like you. We'd like to extend our sincerest thanks to our guests, L. lively Pilgrim and Jake Allen. We'd also like to thank John Sinkovitz of Localspins.com for his contributions to this story. We have links to the Michigan Music Alliance, Crooked Tree Creative, Jake Allen Music, and Localspins.com on our website, and we highly recommend that you check them out. Special thanks to Jake for providing music for this episode. The songs can be found in our show notes and are available on all major streaming platforms. To find the Spread the Music GoFundMe and the entire festival lineup, head to our Facebook page, humble 2 Ms, Brag 2 gs In our star team, sound engineering by Matt Wheeler, Christine Murdoch, senior producer and editor, CJ D'Amico, associate producer and researcher, and Jack Bechtold, programming. Norman Bauer and Lee Bechtold for digital artwork and web design. Patricia Brzozowski for communications. Mike Leonard for post-production assistance and mentoring. And Andrew Sachs for our original music. Subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Radio Public, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. We would also love to hear from you, so send us an email or find us on social media. Pitch us ideas about people who you think would be great to have on our show. Maybe it's even you. We'll be back soon with another extraordinary program, Everyone Has a Story. I'm Brooke Bechtold. Thanks for listening.